Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of M365 Voice. My name is Michael Arani. I'm Sarah Hazi. And I'm Antonio Mayo. And today, uh, we haven't picked a question from the jar in a while, so <clears throat> let's see what we have there. Okay, here we go. The question is, how do you use OneNote and where do you store your notebooks? Oh, that's a new one. A little different from mm -hmm. our usual yeah. topics. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm going to guess that this is more about work usage of OneNote than necessarily personal. I know I use it differently in my personal life, but I use it a lot more for work content. Yeah. Same here. We usually spin up a new OneNote notebook for each project that we take on. So each consulting project has a team for us and then has a OneNote notebook inside that team. And all the members of the team essentially share that notebook and we all put our notes from whatever meetings we're in and activities we're doing and actions we take and so on throughout the life of the project. Yeah, I've, I've worked with companies that have exactly the same model, the shared notebook, where every every client has the clear new site for each client and everything is in there. All the meeting notes, everything that is people of all the team members actually have access to everything about the client. So yeah, do you, <clears throat> if you open up your OneNote um, at work, do you have an entire array of OneNote notebooks that you have in an open state? So you're just picking and moving between OneNote notebooks all day, every day. I do. I probably have at any one time 12 to 15 OneNote notebooks opened in my short reference list. For me, for me absolutely. I probably have a good 30 in there. I don't ever really close the notebooks. I probably should, but I just scroll to the bottom and those are the latest projects I'm working on. Um, but yeah, they're all in there. And, and sometimes I do refer back to previous projects from a year ago, from two years ago. I have every project I've worked on at my current company. I've been here seven years and I have folders and, and I didn't used to be as consistent with OneNote as I am now, but generally I have a, um, a folder or a site and or a notebook for every single project going back seven years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on, on the personal side, I do uh, use it. I, I've, the last time I think I've used a paper notebook uh, was at least probably eight to ten years ago. So on the personal side, I do have my personal uh, OneNote and I do have an archive one. So in the personal, I create a lot of sections. Mm -hmm. And every time I'm done with it, I would move it to the archive notebook. Gotcha. And once in a while, I'll go through the archive notebook and I clean it up and see if anything that is not relevant anymore, I don't need it, just delete it. One of the things, one of my most used personal OneNote notebooks is actually the one that I use for speaking. So I have a OneNote notebook that is purely session titles, session abstracts, and uh, like demo steps or notes as I'm preparing a new presentation. Because sometimes I'll go through and think up four or six or eight titles for a session, especially if it's a session that I'm submitting for like Ignite or a big conference like that. And I'll go through multiple drafts of the abstract so I can go back and see every proposed title or abstract. And I use that and it's really helped me to be able to keep my sessions organized. And if I could ask Sarah, do you have a page per session that you do or a section yeah. per, or a notebook per session? 
Which I one? I think I have a notebook. Um, well, I can tell you, I'll open up my OneNote. Um, I have a page per session and I okay. have a, uh, a section in my notebook. So the notebook is called session prep. I have one section in there that's just the title and abstract pages, one per session. I have one uh, <clears throat> notebook section on uh, session feedback. Um, so sometimes if I get session feedback uh, and it's something that I want to store for back to so that I can improve the, sec the session for next time. And then I have a separate one for demo steps. Cool. Yeah, I've, I've started to use it for session, especially for workshops, because you have so many things you have to prepare for. So I definitely started using that about a couple of years ago. Uh, just to go step by step, you can have it on the side. You can take a look at it and see what's next, what kind of stuff you have to go through. It's yeah. definitely handy that way. I remember from a personal perspective, I used to create a new notebook for every MVP summit I went to. So every mm -hmm. MVP summit had a, a notebook in OneNote and had a page for each session I went to. Right. Um, I don't find I create multiple sections often. It's a good way to segregate lots of pages that all focus on individual topics but i do tend to create pages for each topic i'm dealing with my first go-to is create a new page and then if i'm finding i have a lot of pages and i have to organize those then i'll create multiple sections in the notebook but that's that's just how i use it i yeah, have a exactly. notebook as well yeah. dear yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah i have it the same way i have a section for every mvp summit and pages for each session i go to yeah. Even yep. Ignite, I used to go and take notes. Yeah. Uh, so I have the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, from a work perspective, though, I, what I think is interesting is the way that I see people using OneNote notebooks at work. Uh, in my experience, I do see people collaborating in shared notebooks, but I see them populating and working on their individual notebooks much more often. And there's something I'm very interested in. So, um, when you have a OneNote notebook, there's an easy capability to be able to take an email and copy that email over to a OneNote. And I know a lot of companies who have record retention limits on their emails. So let's say they automatically delete emails after six months. And guess what people like to do? Copy an email over to OneNote so that way they don't lose it after six months. They can keep it forever. I sometimes do that. <laughs> I I do tend to keep a lot of stuff. Like I said, I have every project I've worked on for the last seven years. Um, every artifact in every project I've worked on for the last seven years. Um, but I do refer back to them like they're helpful, um, you know, to look up how did I do something in this particular system or this particular requirement or whatever. Um, it is fun sometimes to look back at how my stuff has progressed over those seven years also. So yeah, sometimes. Um, I did read an interesting article, and I can't remember who posted if it was a Microsoft thing, but I there was an article on Twitter around the integration between OneNote and email this weekend, where you can, um, uh, it, oh, it's if you have a meeting uh, and you wanna take notes in OneNote for the meeting, there is an integration um, in the ribbon bar, one of the buttons on the far right, um, you can bring in the info from a meeting. It actually shows you the list of your meetings today, and you pick one of them, and it brings a little section of the attendees, and you can check off who attended and the information for the meeting. So that I find handy. I, I didn't know about that, so I'm starting to use that. Yeah. 
So, Mike, here's a question for you from a work perspective. So you work with a lot of different companies. So you might be in their Office 365 tenant in a OneNote notebook. But in terms of your work, um, do you use one primary notebook just for yourself to organize your work activities? And at what point do you decide to break that into multiple notebooks? Because I have to tell you, I have one notebook that I use primarily for work. And I haven't checked to see how large it is. It's stored in my OneDrive, but it's probably pretty big. How large do you let it get before you start segmenting it off? Mike, you're on mute. I am. It was a background noise, so I muted myself. Uh, uh, so this is what I break it off to the actual archive. So every time, it, it's really a, uh, a scenario where I have a very large client that I've been with them for so long that I have to break that, that section to multiple sections. It has happened, and what I do is I create another section, move the previous project with the same client to the, to the archive. But I do have only one notebook that has all my active projects. Every time a project is completed, I move that section to the archive, and inside that section, I have multiple pages based on the topics. And you don't, are both notebooks, both your current and the archive notebooks stored in your OneDrive? Yes. And you just move the sections between the notebooks and you never have any issues with everything porting over correctly? Absolutely not. It's always been, I've been using this for many, many years. Then the actual OneNote is my, one, my OneDrive. It used to be on my personal OneDrive back in the days and I moved it to the, the, the OneDrive for business. Um, then, uh, yes, I have both of them in this in OneDrive and I move sections from one to another and it's been working really, really great. So, Mike, I find this very entertaining. Um, in previous sessions, for those of you who have listened to us talk about this, you know that Mike's email scares <laughs> the heck out of me. I knew this was going to come up. Um, so let me get this straight. So you keep every email you have ever been sent in your inbox because why move it out of your inbox? And yet you manage your OneNote notebooks with an archive notebook. Correct. I like having inbox zero, but I keep everything in my OneNote notebooks forever. So we just went like this. We did. We did. Yeah, 42,166 emails in my inbox today. So You sound what? very proud of that number, Mike. <laughs> So, Mike, I'm fascinated to know the psychology of the email management versus the OneNote archive notebook. I find it's, it's all because of search. The search in Outlook for me works so well, so I can find any email anytime. Yes, I can search in OneNote, but I don't know. I don't find the interface as intuitive as the one in Outlook. Yeah, because it searches everything in OneNote. Right. It searches your pages, your sections, your notebooks. And it's sometimes hard to like when I just want to find something on this page, it's hard to do that for just that page. So it is a little bit of a different search experience. Well, it has taken us years, but we have finally found the breaking point here on the M365 Voice podcast because I couldn't disagree anymore. I, I put my emails into folders so I can refine things because the Outlook search for me is not robust enough. But I don't organize things discreetly in OneNote because the search works great for me in OneNote. Interesting. Wow. This is fascinating. So now we have yet another Team Mike or Team Sarah Choice. Antonio, please tell us which team. No. Here. <laughs> so I'm I'm honestly somewhere 
between the two of you, I think, because I'm not in box zero like we talked about before. I'm like in box 316 and I'm comfortable at that level, right? I organize stuff in folders to some degree, uh, but not um, not to an extreme point. Uh, not that you're being extreme, Sarah, but I don't I don't spend too too much time organizing it in a folder. And then in in OneNote, I just organize stuff by notebook. Uh, and I don't go much further than that. And I do search in both. I think I'm in between the two of you. Maybe I'm the best of both worlds. Yeah, the best of both. <laughs> I like we'll that. See what, we'll see what Twitter has to say about that. I'm not sure if it's the best of both worlds, but I didn't realize that, you know, Mike and I were in black and white sectors, but evidently in some cases we are. Who knew, Mike? That's means that you're both opposite on those two. Um, I do have a question for you guys, though. So shared notebooks, I've always, um, I think I finally found a good way to create and share notebooks, but I've always struggled with it a little bit because what I used to do was create a notebook on my machine and it would sit locally. And um, then I would share it with others. And I, I think I would, I don't remember exactly, I would copy up to one OneDrive and share it from there and then have people collaborate on it in there. But then I had this weird mix of some notebooks locally on my machine and some shared, and I wasn't sure which ones were and which ones weren't. So I'm kind of curious, how do you guys create shared notebooks now? Like, where do you start when you create a shared notebook? Where does it get stored? I've always started in either Teams or SharePoint. I have never actually gone through my local one and shared it that way. Okay. Same here. Um, just for that feeling of is it going to work if I share it or not and where is it going to end up thank goodness Mike and I can agree on something here Antonio because I agree um if it's for a group if it's for a team I'll create it from Microsoft Teams or yeah. from a SharePoint site wherever that team is collaborating if yeah. it's a notebook for me I create it from my OneDrive and then okay. if I needed to share that notebook with someone else I would share it with them from my OneDrive way to go Mike I feel like we should play a game show. <laughs> yes. Um, so the way I've settled on creating shared notebooks for our projects is uh, our company will spin up a new team for each project. Um, and in that team in the files folder, I there I'll go new and OneNote notebook. And then I will, um, uh, from, from, from Teams, I will um, click open and open in the local app, and that'll open in my my OneNote client application, not the web-based OneNote that is kind of so-so. Um, and then it'll it'll stay in my OneNote, the client app. So next time I don't have to do that anymore. I can just open up exactly. OneNote and it's there. So that's mm -hmm. kind of the approach that I've taken, where I I can create a notebook in a central place, open it in my OneNote, and it sets up this the syncing for me in OneNote when I do that. So that was kind of a nice approach I found. Mm -hmm. uh, that's but the it same took me a while to find that. Yeah, that's exactly how I do it. Just gotcha. do it in, in, in Teams, then open it in, in the client app, and that's it. And it's there. Okay, that's good. One, I just remembered one thing I used to do was I would open up OneNote first, and I would go New Notebook, and the default for me was store it locally, and then I would share it, and then it would ask me, where do you want to store it centrally? And that's where the confusion came in, because I had a copy locally, and it would store it somewhere online, and it would share it with somebody else. And yeah. I found sometimes the syncing would break in that case, actually. There was lots of times where the syncing 
broke and I can't, I never figured out why. Um, but when I started in Teams and then opened it in the app and everyone just start, opens it from Teams in the app, then it seems to work well. Yeah, I think syncing is the number one issue that we find with users that sometimes have issues with OneNote notebooks. And my guess is, especially if those OneNote notebooks are being ported from one storage area to another storage area, it can cause so many issues with syncing. I, I kind of always take the methodology. Um, I, want to, I want to initially create the OneNote notebook in a permanent home rather yeah. than port yeah. the OneNote notebook to a different location. So right. it's either going to be in a team, Microsoft Teams team, a SharePoint site, or my OneDrive. And that's right. the only places that I ever create them. Yeah. Now, Mike, I have a question for you because I know you do a lot of migrations. When people have been using OneNote and storing their OneNotes on network file shares, and as part of the migration, you need to migrate OneNote notebooks. How do you deal with that? Because that's a it's the most most painful thing for the end user to deal with. Like I wouldn't be able to go and migrate the OneNote file itself, but if it's shared and shared over and over again with multiple people, yeah. uh, sometimes it still references the old one. There, yeah, that is a reference to the old location. And it's so painful for the user that they have to actually go and fix that location yep. to the new location. Uh, there is no fix for it. Not, not that I know of that when you do a migration, it does yep. not re reconnect you to the right place. No. What should the user do in that case? Should they kind of close the notebook and then reopen it from where it was migrated to? Is that the right approach? That is, that is the easiest way to do it rather than trying to explain to the user how to kind of reconnect it yeah. close yeah. the notebook and reopen it for the new location and it's the easiest takes like 30 seconds to do rather to figure out how to reconnect it right. which is why i also tell users that um to never store a notebook locally or yeah. even on i always tell them store it in office 365 because it's so much easier if it's already in the cloud to begin with agreed agreed so that I'm thinking through the migration steps, Mike, what you would have to do is kind of assess where all the OneNote notebooks are in the source environment, tell the client, okay, here's where all the OneNote notebooks are. Um, and hopefully they're in full, like if you're coming from network file shares, hopefully they're in people's individual, you know, file shares. Right. And then tell people, okay, here's all the notebooks you had in there. Here's where I migrated them to. Go close all your notebooks and go reopen the ones you want to keep working on from the exactly. destination location. Exactly. And it's pretty easy to run a report on the OneNote files. Yeah. So you know exactly where they are. Yeah. And uh, you share them with everyone who is who's accessing that. Yeah. If you're migrating a lot of OneNote notebooks for a lot of different employees, I would think that that is such a long tail on it, though, Mike, in terms of those employees needing support on being able to find those OneNote notebooks because they might not touch that OneNote notebook for weeks or months and six That's months right. or a year later after the migration. Suddenly they're like, where'd my OneNote notebook go? In the panic that would set in in that instance, I would think that for the companies, not necessarily for you, because I'm assuming you're doing it project by project, but I can't even imagine how hard that would be in the long tail for the support for the company itself. Well, it is, it is painful, and, and we usually put up FAQs on, on how to do and where things are and how to relink a uh, few things, not only on the OneNote side. Um, but yes, uh, support, first level support will be hammered typically 
on the Monday after the migration with a whole bunch of questions, a lot of them on the OneNote yeah. and OneDrive. A lot, of, a lot of people get confused if, if, the, if the OneDrive sync client did not get disconnected properly. Right. Mm. That sounds like a whole other uh, episode. How to heal your OneDrive sync client in 2070. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was a really, uh, I, I really like this, this topic. That was different. Thank you both. A lot of good insight and good tips. And thanks everyone for being with us today. Bye, everybody. Bye.